Hey, this is Sean from St. Louis Legion of Honor. You're listening to Verbal Shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Everybody, welcome on back to the podcast. You thought you were getting rid of us, uh, but just like herpes and cockroaches, and, um, I don't know what else returns after a long, long while. Um, Phillies in the World Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like the Phillies in the World Series, they have once again returned to disappoint everybody else who is listening or watching. But um, no, glad to be back. It's just been another uh, another couple weeks of craziness so um we're uh, we're just happy to be recording with one another here here tonight so we but we do I, I can say mike we do have a solid uh a solid core of interviews coming up in in the next few weeks so i will say that yeah we've been on a wave where it's like oh, i can't make it you can't make it yep. oh yes cancels where it's just like hey it's been three weeks welcome back to weekly verbal shenanigans bud yeah we're building the foundation to go back to weekly people it's there i will say well thank you guys the listens have been pretty good the nile episode got some pretty good listens uh was the was the dave windorf episode got tons of listens not too long ago Mm -hmm. um so there's been a couple with so, some really nice numbers. So, uh, welcome back to the show. If you're tuning in for the first time, that is Mike. I am Scott. Uh, we are a weekly, or as of the last couple months, bi-weekly uh, podcast uh, where we like to bring interesting guests and and just kind of uh, shoot the shit about life a little bit. So, um, interestingly enough, Mike, like the last time we talked, you had gotten COVID. Uh, you're bouncing back from that. And then... Um, we had an vacation interview. Vacation was shortened by a hurricane. Vacation was shortened by a hurricane um, prior to the COVID, right? To the that's right. Yes. Yeah, that that was my return gift. COVID. Yes, so. COVID, and then life returned to normal. Everything's been good since. Um. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you didn't see my show notes I sent over to you. Oh, uh, yeah. Den- Denise didn't get them over to me. So yeah, yeah, um, the 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 checkbox that says everything good, it, it was not checked. You know, we're gonna have to bring this up on her uh, summative evaluation this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first question I'll have for her is, who are you again, and do we pay you? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you haven't talked to Denise yet in uh, down in uh, HR. No, I mean it could explain why I haven't got my. Uh, W-2 forms or the money that would come into the W-2. Uh, oh, we're, we're, we're operating in the negative, my friend. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> unless some sponsors out there like to reach out to us and maybe we can maybe we could get in the green again after after a few years. We haven't talked to Coles yet. That, <laughs> that's that's going to change everything. You, you, didn't do your, you didn't tweet their asses off, so yeah. you lost that opportunity. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, Scotty, so... October start off pretty miserable as we documented with uh lost my vacation because of hurricane came back had COVID gave it to my family which it was really annoying. really nice of you yeah um got in the stretch there you know it's one of those you know I, I know it's first world problems but again like not getting that break 
my brain was just like dragging and everything. I kept having troubles in work and just saying like, days can't get worse. Days can't get worse. So I'm in the training uh, at work. And um, as I'm trying to listen to the seminar, I kind of hear behind me just it's just this endless licking sound behind me and I'm saying to myself what on God's green earth could be going on I turn around and I'm assuming the puppy somehow got a hold of one of our vitamin jars and she brought it out into the living room and I see her and Callie licking the carpet. Mm. And it's just one of those immediate, no! <laughs> you just like, yeah. you love your dogs, but you're shoving them as hard as you can to oh, get yeah. them Throwing them across the, the room, yeah. And I'm like, I'm digging in the carpet to try to find any of these like loose vitamins that could be out there. Only found a couple. Wife comes down. She's like, oh my God, did, should we take them to a vet? Or, or poisoning. I'm like, I guess we'll talk to poisoning because the first thought is, all right, it, yeah, they probably shouldn't have this, but it's vitamin, right? Like maybe like somebody would be on the other line is like, oh, you're a good parent. No, no, <laughs> did, did <laughs> not happen. Your dog's gonna um, be so strong for a week. <laughs> yeah. So, so the vitamin was D3, and uh, we we called up the line, and they're like. Yeah, that's not a good one to go into the dog's body. So, rush down to the vet's office. This is my, how do you do to my vet? We were going to meet them for the first time when ah. the puppy was going to get fixed. So, this is their initial visit to them. So I They didn't eat. have, like, a food poisoning uh, <clears throat> fix, you know, coupon or special. You can get them done um, at the same time. Yeah, I probably should have put in the coupon code or something like that before right. I got in there. But uh, go in there and the doctor's like, you know, it, it, D3 ain't that great. On top of it, they're the, the worst, worst, worst Mighty Ducks movie also. Oh, true. Yeah. true. That's why. <laughs> I'm not even sure if Amelia Estevez was in there. Yeah, I don't think Goldberg was in it anymore. No, so. I think that dude from SNL was on mm. in it too with mm. the knuckle puck, but I digress. Yeah. Um, so they're like, they it's it they were the water soluble ones. So even as they induce vomiting, they don't see anything. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'm not surprised. It's it's supposed to quickly get out of their system. So they had to induce vomiting. They had to <clears throat> give them uh, uh, charcoal in their system to kind of get their systems regulated. Try to keep them from getting any kind of poisoning. Had to inject them with tons of water. Uh, do one set of blood tests. Then they had to do two sets of blood tests. Now, I'll give all the credit in the world uh, to Hiram uh, Vet Hospital. Uh, I'll give them a shout out right now because what they basically said was after the first blood test, we'd had to wait four hours to do the next blood test. The close uh, before four hours. So we had to go into emergency vet after that yeah, to no. just run up the bill, but they were good people. We're like, you know what? We'll just stick around for half an hour and doing our tests. Now, now when you, you're hearing all this, they're like, we got to do this. We got to do this. Are you just picturing the dollars? It's going <laughs> the roll. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
because the biggest problem is, though I can't confirm which one, if any, got into them, I can't say beyond a shadow of a doubt, not one of them did not go into there. So every bill I got, they put in that calculator and go times two. Times two, yeah. yeah. And, and I've been to the vet many times with my dog for multiple things. Um, couple emergencies. Uh, one time I thought he blew his hip out um, where he... And the doctor, thank God, he was like, look, let's try to give it some time. Let's really limit his diet and see if he'll kind of like almost rehab it on his own. And he did, thank God, because he was barely walking around. Um, multiple, multiple allergy things, ear things. Uh, remember back in the day, I thought he swallowed a tennis ball. Um, so I've been down there, and I know every time I go, it's just, even if I go in for just like, He's got to get his ears flushed out because he's got another ear infection. It, it's like bang, three fifty, bang, four hundred. You know, like it's always, oh, yeah. always something. So I, I already know that you're just thinking, oh my god, this is going to be insane. Now, of oh, course, yeah. of course, you're panicked about the dogs, but in the back of your head, you're probably like, if this is nothing, also, this is still going to cost me an arm and a leg. It should be like uh, an auto repair shop where it's like, I don't know about your dog. You're like, well, you have a loaner dog back there. <laughs> you just take, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, I get yeah, one? I love Kelly and Leia, but yeah. I mean, I'll take the used dog back there. Can sure. I get one to play with while they're in the hospital? Just yeah. so I'm not lonely. <laughs> so, yeah, so we two sets of blood tests, all that stuff. Oh, got hit God. with a mega bill on the first one. Then it's like, well, according to the poison place, oh, by the way, by calling the hotline, that charged us another 75 on top of the bill right there. Just to call the hotline? Yeah. Come poison on. hotline. To, as they say, that we have to create a case and write down the information. And if your vet needs to respond back to us, we use the case number. Ergo, we had to pay for the... 10-minute phone call. Maybe that's but, the uh, way to go for kids out there. Screw the medical doctor. Just become a vet. Almost nobody has insurance. They got you by the balls Like when you get in there because you're going to pay it. You know, you're going to do it. And then, you know, there's like... I feel like there's no... Like, nobody knows what it costs when you go in. You have no idea what you're coming out with. Like, yeah. there's no, like, chart in the front, like, oh, what are my options? This is what this costs, you know? Can I substitute the blood test for the fried rice? Will that uh, bring down the bill? Let me tell you, every time I go to the counter, they're like, okay, you're good. Go to the counter to check out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What's it going to be? What's It's oh, like, yeah. oh, here we go, here we go. So, so second blood test comes back. They're like, Callie looks good. Leia's phosphorus is up. So with D3, they say is four days to verify if a um, if they get poisoned or not. So in your mind, or you're like, in your mind, you're like, it's just phosphorus. She's, you know, like, <laughs> as if you know, all of a sudden, you know, but babe, it's just phosphorus. Let's, all right, we're all fine. Right. Take the phosphorus out <laughs> of the diet. We're going to be good. Okay. <laughs> When's the last time your phosphorus was off? No, you know, nobody knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doctor, uh, I gave her a Pop-Tart yesterday. That has tons of phosphorus, right? Yeah. I, I think that's what misbalanced it. So that's the first test. Oh, God. I come back the second day um, and, you know, dealing with that, emotions of you're not sure what's happening to the dogs. I had to burn a couple of days of work. It's worth it for my dogs. At the same time, I'm like, all right, I just lost yeah. a week's worth yeah. from a hurricane. Now I'm burning more now I'm getting tired here. No, it's not. I'm taking more days off and getting more and more exhausted. 
do the second day of testing. They're like, oh, good news. Lay his phosphorus is down. Ah, oh, thank God. This is great. Callie's liver enzymes are up. <laughs> and, and then they're like, uh, and the weird thing is that shouldn't be associated with taking D3 pills. So now I'm sitting back going, well, you have to do a nurse at a blood test anyway. But it's like, now I'm sitting back saying I could have a dog poisoned. I can have another dog with cancer and or poisoned. Like, this is my weekend going into this of trying to get my mind around stuff. Keep in mind, haven't slept great to begin with coming back from everything. Haven't loosened my mind or anything like that. So I'm just exhausted. Like, the wife is asking, what do you want to do for the birthday? I'm like, sleep. I don't, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to care about anything. There's nothing right now to deal with. Third test come in. Everything's good. They, they pretty much said, okay, you know, Callie's just older. Just keep an eye on her enzymes as we see her from time to time. But both dogs are good. So probably a good two paychecks <laughs> worth of a dog build. I mean, mine and wife, I count as two. So yeah. somewhere so, in that range. Uh, so I was thinking about this before. Um how how much were the Disney uh, season passes? Around uh, that probably be about thirty D three capsules in the dog's body. About that. Oh yeah. god! So so all all in all all in. Are we talking? Let me try to put a number out there. Let's see. All in many t- many tests, blood tests, several blood tests, <laughs> phosphorus tests. Are we talking thirty six hundred? No, lower than that. Okay, okay, okay. Twenty seven hundred. A little lower, a little lower. Twenty five hundred. Uh, about twenty one, twenty two around that ballpark. Okay, honestly, I was expecting worse. I was expecting the damage to be brutal. Like, yeah, I, well, I, yeah maybe you got a maybe you got a decent vet that's not an absolute criminal. Yeah, I I will give him credit because, like I said, they could have sent us to the emergency vet, which probably would have been just cost that for the second set of blood tests. Yeah, and they also kind of said, you know what, um, don't come in on Friday, do the blood test on Saturday, because technically they're saying like you're supposed to do a blood test every single day for four days. I always wonder what that test actually costs the vet to do. Okay, so you got to pay the person their hourly rate, and as far as equipment and and, and the machinery to do, run the test, like, what do you think, like, does the blood test actually cost them 50 bucks to do, 100 bucks to do? Um, Probably somewhere in that range. I mean, for what I see in movies, the blood goes on a spinny thing and it just circles around. That, is that that's the, what jostles it up for the test. Is that the know? scientific term? Yeah, the spinny thing. The yeah, spinny that, jostler. Yeah, spinny yeah. blood jostler. Yeah, yeah. That, that's specific to dog vets. And no, I don't know <laughs> the medical term for humans, but the spinny blood jostler. Do you think, you know, vets are supposed to be like, you know well-versed in multiple pets, right? Like ferrets and parrots and mice and gerbils. But you think they really care about the, let's call them the lesser animal. You think if you bring a fish in, they're like, 
All right, we're not, you know, we don't really know what the hell we're talk, talking about here. Or do you think they actually know, like, everything about all these pets? I can't fathom <laughs> they know everything. I can't think everything is, like, a one-for-one. One. Yeah, like, like a dog's like, life is way more valuable than your damn gerbil. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I can't imagine a vet saying, well... You know, a bear is pretty close to a dribble, so I think I got the gist of yeah. what's wrong with him or something like that. Like, if I'm a vet and you're, you know, you're coming to me crying with your gerbil, I'm just going to be like, Th- throw him the phosphorus test and say we couldn't do anything about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, phosphorus! You, you, know, you know you're punting on some of those animals where you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, you know, no one less. You took another iguana liver <laughs> enzymes. <laughs> one less macaw in the world isn't gonna, <laughs> isn't gonna, you know, it goes dog and then maybe cat and horse and things like that. But you know, you're, you're bringing, you're bringing a gerbil, which probably has like a two year lifespan anyway. It's like, eh, you know, okay, it lived a good life. You know, I'm going to side off that, as you said, horse, just a side story to tell you. So one you're, day you're throwing me a, a side horse story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I got You know what? Horse, but it's in the horse family. You know what? I'm going to throw a side horse story, too, after that. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's in the horse family. So uh, one day uh, the wife was coming to me uh, to work. On it was horse? like a Saturday. On horse? No, no. Oh, no, damn. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was on like a Saturday. It was one of those, we were going to do something. I was going to pass work. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab something for work on the way. And it, the um, the maps took us in a, a back road direction I usually don't go through. So we're just going through some back roads. And we pass. It must be this like rich neighborhood or whatever. And as we pass along from the side of my eye. I saw two giant animals on the side of my eye. Like, I'm driving and concentrating on the road. And I, and I caught a glance from my side. I'm like, I wonder if I saw what I saw. And we, we go probably up to the next light. And my wife turns to me. And she's like, that dude have zebras on his lawn? I'm like, no. I, th- I said to myself, yeah, I thought I saw a white black stripes i thought i saw a zebra a quick side he- note i'm looking it up right now apparently the translation of zebra is side horse um oh yeah it's unbelievable wow <laughs> <laughs> <Let me learn. laughs> but, so we get into this like rabbit hole and my wife's like can you own a zebra i'm like i mean i guess they're close enough to a horse where a rich person can own it it seems like something a rich person would do buy a zebra and all and so my as we're going to my place like my wife keeps on googling she's like i can't find anything i don't i don't think you're allowed to have zebras or does this dude have illegal zebras yeah and i'm like i i don't i, I got a feeling somebody would have figured it out you can't just like go to like a regular pet store and order a zebra and have it arrive to your no was there any thought of turning that car around and going to, to make sure they were zebras <laughs> Like, there were thoughts about maybe on the way back, but it was, like, a really back road, so it wouldn't make sense to go back. If you didn't go that exact route, you wouldn't know what the road was. So that was that day. (laughs) Well, fast forward about five weeks later, I like, I'm driving to work, and it finally took me down to the path. I'm like, all right, 
I'm going to get the answer. No, and like, <laughs> like when I say a rich house, like I'm talking about, like literally I drove a mile to get to. I'm really thing. hoping this ends in two big zebra statues. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I slow down. I like go to the, I get my car in front of the gate. And no, I didn't want to like get this like million million dollar person wondering like what am i trying to do get in there <laughs> get him get him zebras <laughs> no zebra ninjas no zebras attack <laughs> now <laughs> so I, I pull up there and i see it and then it's like okay there's zebra statues but the the killer extra part about it was uh, is i i texted a wife and confirmed it was a statue like a week later, he somebody moves the statues because they were in a different spot the next time I went by. <laughs> so somebody has so much money, they have people paid to move their zebra <laughs> statues around their million-dollar mansion. Steven, I'm getting real sick of these zebras out by the road. Can we move them by the quarry? <laughs> Sir, we moved them by the quarry last week, and you said it looked icky. No, the peasants were trying to pet your statue. Sir, those zebras are 2,000 pounds each. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's why I pay three servants. What happens to people when they make money that they just lose taste in everything? Like, why on God's earth would you want a statue of a zebra? Never mind two. That's that's why I was holding on to they had to be real, because I said to myself, how tacky is it to own <laughs> zebra statues, let alone be obsessed enough to move said zebra statues to make it think that they have real zebras. Any thoughts on sitting on the zebra for, like, a, a good photo? <sighs> I mean, I would have to go over the gate, and I know my luck. And uh, <laughs> Like, immediately, it's like I'm climbing on the statue, like, two huge bodyguards are just going to be coming out. You don't touch the master zebra! They, they happen to be in zebra print uh, suits, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is pretty rare. The insides, it's all white and black. What the hell? <laughs> all right, before we get to our guests, I'll throw a little side side horse story to you. Side too. horse stories. <laughs> um, years and years ago, this has to be, I was probably 21, uh, playing in band. Um, in, you know, we had a rock band. And basically then it was like we would go down to the the rehearsal studio buy you know rent time play music and then go like party or something like that um great time of my life so the guys from my band invited me down to they're like oh our friend casey i don't know if that was her name has this farm we're gonna we're gonna go down there and party and kind of like camp out or whatever i'm like okay yeah i'll come so we get to the house, and the house, sure enough, is a house, and then there's just ranch, like, you know, corrals everywhere, animals and whatnot. So we're partying, and, uh, you know, beers are going down, and we're, we're pretty intoxicated at this point. We decide to go for a walk. So we go for a walk, and we come up on the horse corral. And there's there, sure enough, there's two two big black horses there. Um could have been brown. I don't know. It was dark. At the end, it was Scott was drunk and they were statues. Great story. <laughs> and they were zebras. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, we were on the same road. No. Uh, 
So somewhere along the line in our drunken speech, we start to dare each we, we go into the corral, and now we're standing with the horses in the corral. Probably not a great idea. No. So I'm like, I used to ride horses when I was young. I know a lot about horses. I have a horse merit badge uh, from Boy Scouts, a horsemanship <laughs> merit badge. So How many st- weeks did it take you to get that out of curiosity? Uh, one week at summer camp, but I did go there every morning to the horse uh, stable. And they taught you how to put saddles on. and It's actually pretty cool in hindsight. Um, so I'm petting the horse now, and we're, in, we're in, the, uh, in the middle of the field. Somewhere along the line, my buddy dares me to touch the horse's dong. So, uh, so Naturally. I mean... I mean... The- I mean, that's how I found out the zebra was a statue. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> no! <laughs> so, sure enough, you know, being a a man with a 2.5 BAC probably at the time, um, I take the bet, sure enough, and I slap the horse's dong. Now, there I am, drunk, in a horse field, could have got kicked in the face, uh, mm. anything, and I definitely touched the horse's dong, and uh, I'm—I live to tell about it somehow. So that—that's—that's that's my side horse story. Uh, did it react in any way? Did it literally even, like, turn no? From what I remember, absolutely no way. He just was like, eh, "People slap my dong all the time on this farm. Uh, like it's not a big deal, you know." Rookie, you call that a slap? <laughs> you call that a dong? You call that a horse dong slap? That ain't no horse. Uh. <laughs> that ain't no dong slap, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guys in the zebra outfits came out and showed you what a, a horse dong slap looks like. Oh, you want to touch that dong? Now you're touching that dong, boy. <laughs> yeah, and that's my story. Well, <laughs> all right, segue to our guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one, I'm glad your dogs are okay. Um, Thank you. Uh, you know, a couple grand is terrible, obviously, but we'll bounce back. We'll bounce back. The oh misses. No, it's my son. Oh. Oh my god. He's just what dun, dun, dun. that is super creepy. My son's just opening the door behind me. But our guest tonight, um, this is a pretty cool one. So I came across these guys called Legion of Honor on Instagram. And um I thought they were kind of just like guys who dressed in night suits, but then I found I looked up their videos. And they are, my son is now trying to join the podcast yet again for the second week in a row. And they are beating each other down with with axes and swords in full knight armor. And it turns out there's a whole league out there, a whole competition. Um, I saw battles where there was like five on five. I saw battles where there was, you know, even more than that. I couldn't tell how many guys are in. And they are beating the hell out of one another. So I reached out to Legion of Honor uh, St. Louis. Um, and tonight on the show, I'm going to get their names right, we have... We have Sean Holland, who is the captain of the team, Zach Shelton, the officer, Alex Evans, who goes by Zolo, the officer, and Nick Kingsbury. And these guys were uh, very cool. So here is our interview with the Legion of Honor. All right. This is, this is, this is a good one here. Okay. This, this is – so I got, I, got, I got four gentlemen in front of me. Um, 
And, God, don't forget me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike. And um, <laughs> uh, I, I will give you guys a little background here. The, the quest of the show is always, yeah, we'd like to talk to, we'll get a celeb here and there or a B-lister or whatnot. But the real meat and potatoes of this show is finding passionate people who do really unique things. Um, we've had everyone from world record holders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> world record holders to penis puppeteers. So I'm watching Instagram. Yeah, I know. I know. One of you, yep, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That is a good one. So I'm flicking through Instagram one night, and I just see these knights beating the hell out of one of each other. And I instantly was like, I got to message these guys. Um, so... I, I I reach out to you guys, and now like I got so many questions. But the first thing I get is it's going to be the four of us. We got a captain, we got an officer, another officer. Um, welcome the Legion of Honor. <laughs> um, I don't know who to start. I don't know who to start with, but I would love to know where this all began, where how this started. That's on you, Captain. Who's the so, captain? Sean's the captain. All right. Yeah, we ended up starting this back in about it was 2019, but I've been in the sport since. Oh, God, it was 2016. Ended up moving to St. Louis uh, in 2019, found that there was no team here. I was like, I'm bored. I'll start one. (laughs) And then a couple weeks in, I I meet Zach and it's just been growing and snowballing ever since. You got to back up a step. So when you say a team, <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, you can't just answer me. Yeah, we have a legion of honor. And yeah, I was looking for a sport and I met Zach and that's the end. Um, looking well, for men who swing an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the sport? The only thing I ever remember seeing was something called like night fights. Um, but what was the sport uh, yeah. that you were, yeah, that was, where you were actually into? Show. Yeah, yeah. Give it to us again, Sean. Give us give yeah. us the real story. So the sport itself is called um, Buhurt or just Armored Combat. Okay. And it goes back to like, what is it, the 18th century guys, mm-hmm. where it's going off of the last tournament of the Rose. And I think, uh, competitive like 15th century, buddy. 16th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, it, it's a long, long time ago. Yeah. And. Gosh, I I don't even know when the sport itself started back up. Uh, but I got into it about when I was 21, which was about eight years ago. Uh, I started off with the team. My buddy introduced me to it up in Omaha, Nebraska. And I ended up traveling to Idaho and just all over the freaking place just doing this for craps and giggles. <laughs> And eventually, I ended up what, breaking. What they, they don't say shits in in Knights Code. You can say shits. It's it's okay. <laughs> oh, we're allowed to curse. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You can do oh, whatever yeah. you want. But... Okay. Yeah. Look at them. They all just went. Woo! Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You're <laughs> oh. fighting armor, but don't you say damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> we were yeah, around kids for like the past two months at a fair, so it's still in there right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I. <laughs> Well, Sean, you should probably explain what it is. So maybe you it can is, explain what it is better than I can because yeah. so, it is some armored, captain armored combat. Really, is <laughs> yes. what it is. So it's yeah. it's unscripted violence. Okay. In armor, and we have to wear eighty pounds of gear because we're swinging real steel weapons at each other. 
like because the, the, the object is to be the last man standing or the last person or the last team standing rather okay you know so there's many ways that that can happen it can be from putting someone on the ground just by brute force which happens often Putting someone on the ground through pain compliance, which is one of my favorite terms <laughs> for a sport, is if you hit someone or you've hurt someone bad enough, they don't want anymore. They want to go down. And so that'll put them down. Or you can throw somebody outside of the ring, which does happen sometimes too, um, especially whenever we do uh, uh, like Ren fairs and things like that. So there's tournaments that, that, that can be had. Like it's a real team sport where we actually have real – uh, uh, strategies that we can imply there are duels that you can do as well which are more point based you know um, that's not really what it's known for not what Buhert is known for but there are duels to where you can use a, a pole axe if you wanted to or a pole arm which is a giant weapon swing that at somebody until you either knock them out or you get more <laughs> points than they do you can use you can do axe fights you can do longsword duels sword and shield duels but uh, a lot of it are the, the big team melees are the ones that, that people uh, uh, talk about Crowd favorites. Mm-hmm. So you guys as a team coming together, why don't you kind of explain what makes a good team? Because I'm sure initially everybody here is putting on armor with with uh, blunt weapons. It's just like, yeah, just go out there, no strategy. I'm assuming there's some into it and in what makes a great team gel together. Being six foot tall and 250 pounds as a team helps a ton. Just as is. <laughs> yeah, we have a yeah. really big team. Like most of these guys are are very large, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they they fight intelligently with that size too. So they're not just swinging for the fences. Um, and that's that's the big thing. Like you'll have a lot of people that'll come and talk to us. If I'm talking too much, guys, I apologize. No, no, no. You'll, you'll have a lot of people right. that come to practices or come to to talk to us about it. And our big thing is not to have someone come in and start buying armor and weapons right away. We want to make sure that it's something they want to do. You know, you put somebody in armor and you have someone that's Zach size, Zolo size, or Sean size swing a weapon at them and see if they really want that to happen, you know, because um, it's, it's, it, it's scary. It's, it's something different. Um, but the, the big thing is making sure that it's, it's something somebody really wants to do. And we do that with our practices. We do that letting people get in kit. And we're constantly communicating with one another about what we're going to be doing, you know, because buying armor is is a whole journey on itself. Mm. So. I, I got a, I got so many questions for you guys. The more you talk, the more, the more I ask. But I, I got to go. I got to go round robin. I got to go round robin real quick on what kind of got you into this. And, and how do you start? Like my, my thoughts in my head are like, OK, do I buy, buy the armor and sword? Where are you guys no. practicing? Like. I, I got to go What around round Robin here. Zach, what got you into the sport real quick? Yeah, no. So you, you guys hear me right now? Yes, yep. you sound okay. good. Awesome. Sounds good. So honestly, I was going through a pretty rough breakup, and I was going through the uh, YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, ended up watching some, like, Russian guys beating crap out of each other <laughs> with plexes, and I'm like, holy shit, I want to do that. That'd make me feel better. <laughs> um, I reached out on a Facebook page in the U.S., and uh, – I'm like, anyone do this in St. Louis? And I got nothing. And then a week later, a week later, I, I shit you not, this guy, Sean, messages me out of nowhere. He said, hey, dude, I used to fight. You want to start a team? And I'm like, 
Why not? He invites me to his house. Complete, <laughs> complete stranger. Complete stranger, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Invites me over his house, and we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but no, it's it's really just it's that unique sport, that unique hobby that really brings out. It's a great storyteller for you, and it really just something that popped out to me personally. Alex, how about you? Wait, Alex? Oh, sorry, I'm not used to my real name. Oh, um, well, I got I got Alex, or on your screen is iPhone. So, in, in, iPhone. Uh, the almighty iPhone. Most people use my old LARPing name. I can't seem to get rid of it because we got a bunch of Alexes. So a lot of people call me Zolo or Alex. Zolo. Okay, I'm going with Zolo from the rest of this interview. Got it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm an old school LARPer from back when LARPing was. A little bit more on the painful side, PVC weapons, heavy hits, mm. all that jazz. LARPing has gotten a little too soft for me, and it's not for me. It's not for me anymore. And you can't ask the sport to change for you. Right. So I just found something a little, little rougher, mm. just a little. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick side story. Me and Mike years ago interviewed a LARPing community, and we went. Ooh. They invited us out, and we went, and we we got prepared for battle and everything. We picked our weapons, and like the big battle ensued. And like we went and like ran up, and then like some nymph or some dwarf like threw some magic bean bags at me, and I was dead. They're like, "Yeah, potion dead." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Well, that sucked." And I had to like go back to the base and regroup. So um, I could see what you're talking about. We were eating lunch next to cat ladies and things like that. It was it was interesting. So uh, although I have to say, larping <laughs> never got more uh, laid more than when I was a larper. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Verbal fun fact of the day. <laughs> right. There's some freaks in those geeks. You're not talking about the rest of the Knights of the Honor, are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> all, I don't think any of these guys LARPed. I don't, I don't think so. Nick, how about you? How'd you get into this? Uh, honestly, it was uh, last year's Renaissance Fair. I met these guys. Um, I, I had researched it prior to that. And actually, I had talked to the Kansas City Serpents, which were another team. Um, once I found out that it was actually a sport was the thing. Because there are a lot of, like... There's historical European martial arts. There's right. association for Renaissance. But there's a lot of different martial arts that incorporate swords and weapons, but there aren't a lot of actual sports where you really get to go full force. And once I found out that that was a thing, you know, um, I, I wanted to see what it was about. And these guys have been fantastic ever since I joined. Um, they helped me find out what kind of kid I wanted, which is a big thing because when when you want to fight. Uh, professionally, like all of your armor has to be within 50 years of itself. So that is a big undertaking on its own to figure out, okay, I want that helmet. I need to have a kit that matches that helmet and everything has to just kind of go together. Um, and then also they let me put on armor and get hit a couple times to make sure it was something I really wanted to do, which is good. Uh, and, and over to the good. captain, Sean, how, how did you initially get into this? Oh, so many years ago <laughs> i was done earlier it was about eight years ago now um my buddy messaged me that he found these just crazy happy-go-lucky people at this gym and they were just doing these wild workouts uh this was up in omaha nebraska and i was like okay what do you mean that these are different workouts and he's like well they're practicing with weapons and axes in the gym and i'm just like I want to come find out what they're doing. <laughs> Planet Hollywood change. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, ended up joining up with 
the Omaha Ravens at the time that's up in Nebraska. And it's just been a wild ride. Um, when I first started, we didn't, I, everyone here on my team now has a whole bunch of gear and it, it's just fantastic gear that I didn't have back then. I didn't have access to it, or at least I didn't have funds for it. I started with like this ramshackle, like, will I get hurt if I put this on? Probably. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I have a picture of your first kit still. Please don't share it. <laughs> oh, please, please do. Oh, what do I get? What do I get? <laughs> That's awesome. So, what, talk about the game itself. Like, how many involved? Yeah. So, you got guys of four. Obviously, there's another team. Is or do we have like, well, like umps and refs involved? Or? Yeah, we do. Um, so there are pro fights, which are one versus ones, and that that type of fight will the person can drive you into the ground and still hit you ten seconds after you're on the ground. Like, just really hammer you. The next kind is also 1v1. It is a duel. It's a point-based system. And then it starts breaking up into higher groupings, which is 3-on-3, 5-on-5, 10-on-10s. and it, the fun ones. Say again? <laughs> Those are the fun ones. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, once, like, if the whole country gets together or if, like, it's country versus country, then they start lumping teams together where it ends up being like a hundred versus a hundred and it just gets to be insane. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, there are marshals, there's refs. Uh, the crazier refs will go in for five V fives and they have like two running around in there and the smarter ones will put helmets on. <laughs> so, okay. Break down. Like, so what are the actual rules of like combat here? Um, are, are the, the blades dulled to a certain point yeah. or weapons inspected? Yeah. Give us someone give us kind of like the rundown of dull. of of combat, how that how that works. Zola, do you want to take this one, man? You haven't spoken uh, much. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, our weapons are completely dull. We okay. have a certain radius on the tips that we have here. I'm sorry I'm on my iPhone. Yeah, no problem. We see it pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. We got a certain radius of our tips because if the radius is too sharp, it can also punch through armor. Right. Mm. I actually experienced that recently with one of the, uh, what was that, Kansas City stags? Kansas City serpents. Serpents. Serpents, thank you. I get them messed up all the time. Yeah, he had an axe that had too sharp of a radius and actually punched a really hard ding. He could have pierced my armor with that bad boy if he had a two-hander. Uh, let's see. What was the other question? So the, so the questions are like... Um... <laughs> the questions are like give us kind of like the, the rules of the game like how hard are we able to oh. swing what are we trying to do is it is it going for knockout is it going for um getting someone out of a ring what give us the, like we, if we've never seen this sport what do we no, need to know about it okay so as hard as you can swing literally as hard as you can swing oh there's, there's no mm. restriction there whatsoever okay uh, we do have a few restrictions on where you can hit a guy like there are places that you can't armor like the inside of the elbows back of the knees or the mm. base of this around the helmet the neck area like those spots there mm -hmm. no go zones because okay. it, it shit happens right uh let's see here how do you like punch? straight shots to the spine yeah. Well, I, was, I thought that was only horizontal straight shots. I thought you could go. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. That's why <laughs> I went. No nice. vertical. Yes, horizontal. Get me vertically yeah. on the spine. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. be a prick and do it the other way. Yeah. I mean, come on. I have a picture of a nice bruised Juggernaut Joe gave me right on my spine. Of course, there's a guy named Juggernaut Joe. Why wouldn't there be? 
<laughs> he's, he's a cool dude too. If, he, if he's watching this, meet more Joe. Meet more. Uh, <laughs> the bruisings. Yeah, but like the name of the game is get the other guy on the ground. Okay, so so if they go on the ground, are they eliminated? If it's yep. a if it's a mm-hmm. big yep. okay, so then yep. like in a team game, you you start to play with numbers up, then right? So you mm-hmm. so you're five v four, five v three, or whatever it is. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, even each other out five v fives and yeah. stuff like that. Gotcha. Once they're on the ground, too, they're they're they are terrain to use <laughs> to manage. You know, you want to throw people on top of more people. You know. Uh, <laughs> Definitely want to do that. But the interesting thing I think about it is the fact that there's there's such a wide variety of weapons and things that we can do and tactics you can employ. Like some people, you might have five people walk out there with halberds. You know, they're giant <laughs> weapons. But once you get close. Real quick, Nick, what are, what are the rules for the weapons? Like do you, do you have to have similar weapons or is, is it weapons of choice? Like anybody could have anything? What are the rules there? Pretty much, unless you're unless you're dueling, like if if I said I'm gonna go and do a, a, a longsword duel, I would have to have a longsword, you know. But when it comes to a lot of the the melee tournaments, it's really whatever you want to bring out. There. Wow, <laughs> so that's what, kind of up to the team. You know? What's what more decide. fun, competing against a team that's kind of equal, which is a long battle? Or realizing you're facing somebody who has no clue what they're doing, and you got like a five on one situation where you're just hammering on them. <laughs> five on one. Yeah. 100%. Of course, uh, you'd say that. <laughs> so it sucks. <laughs> well, you say it, but I lost a three v one the other day, so I don't want to hear it. But nonetheless, yeah. um, <laughs> when it does come to a three v one situation in five v five fights, the fight does stop. Just for the safety of your fighters, it just ceased there. But you can still have like five on twos. That is perfectly legal. That does happen. It's definitely fun to tramp on another team, but at the same time, you don't get the same experience. You don't get the same kind of development from having those close fights. Now, now, what goes into the okay the planning of an event? Like, I'm hearing all these different options. Like, do you know do you know the weekend before what you're gonna what you're getting ready for? Do they announce it the day of? And my second question, piggybacking that is, what kind of like permits and safety protocol do you guys have to go through to be able to participate in this, or is it just like, eh, we just do it on our own? Like, what is the the process for this? You're all smiling, so you're probably like, "Yeah, we just do it in the woods." I don't. <laughs> don't tell insurance companies. That's right. <laughs> the main thing is the release of liability and death waivers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just so that's a that's a that's a real thing. There there are release yeah. li- liability waivers and those okay. death waivers and things like that you sign when you go certain places, like. I've only been to one real tournament and that was in Iowa and we knew who threw it. They were throwing it at a specific place and there were multiple teams, but we all had to sign waivers and we just had to kind of see what was thrown at us. Like you had some teams that um, they can, they can field an entire team themselves. You know, you have other teams where it's kind of like a mercenary team where it's multiple people that uh, might be from different uh, areas that decided to come in and fight together for that tournament. You know, I think it's fun to be able to use that term. There's mercenaries that come in, you know, there's people that come in to fight with us in our rent fairs and things like that, you know, to, to get the word out there and get more people on our teams. But uh, as far as the actual tournament itself, like, I guess it, they're, they're, they're all different. So, so what, when do you know what you're going to be competing in? 
as far as if there's say there's an event on Saturday, when do you know what's coming up? It's really depending cool. on the league and what they schedule. Okay. So you could show up sometimes and be like, too. okay, I'm going to duel today. I'm going to have a 5v5. I'm going to have a yeah, melee. You can sign up for really whatever you want. Like you can sign your team up for stuff or you can go individually and sign up for dueling or pro fights or huh. really just as a merc. Yeah. But, but usually I mean, Sean, Sean gets, yeah, Sean gets invitations probably, I don't know, weekly, you know, for him to come out and fight places or for us to come out and fight places, you know, I mean, I'm sure he gets all those invitations all the time. Are they like equal, uh, like, I, I guess what you call it, fields or where you play in? Is it like all different terrains? Is there any similarities? That'd be cool, actually. <laughs> it would be neat. But um, no, mostly it's grass or rubber mat. It just depends on if it's in, inside or outside. Oh, God, you do this inside. If you ever too, have huh? to, if they ever force you to fight in sand, you will hate your life. <laughs> yeah, no, never, never again. Never again will I fight in sand. So uh, let's talk about the, like the, the armor the, the armor and whatnot itself. What goes in into that? I know, Nick, you had mentioned a little bit of had to be 50 years um, age or whatnot, but what goes into purchasing your armor and what kind of processes? This has to be a big 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 part of it and probably a big expenditure too where are you getting it from uh, uh, so we spend like the majority of our time researching and looking into it there's only specific people that that make it and then we want to get a, a consensus from anybody we can talk to if they've used it what it, what you know what the quality is things like that but even then you might have one armor that doesn't make that specific type of armor that you like. And then you'd have to find someone else. But um, a lot of us, we've used a specific armor, you know, from the Ukraine. And I remember when I ordered, I ordered almost all of my kit at once. And I had my entire dinner, dinner table full of measurements. Like there were pages upon pages of measurements that my wife had to take with calipers. And these guys had to help me with measuring because he made it specifically to my body. So every mm -hmm. bit of my armor is wow. made specifically for me. It's nobody else's, which is great. And even then, when it gets here, then you still have to continuously tweak it and make sure that it fits and you have enough concussion padding in there and things like that, too. You know, but uh, once once I have it and it's mine, it's it, I don't know. I take a lot of pride in it and I really want to get in there and, and, and fight in it, you know, get as much time in it as possible. Yeah. Give us the idea of, of what something like that costs. Like if, I, if I'm joining, what I, I need uh, to get fitted, what, uh, what am I looking at? Total, yeah. Uh, my armor set cost me about thirty five hundred dollars. Okay, mm. four okay. grand. Yeah, I'm, four, I'm, I'm up to four. I'm, I'm a little over four thousand. If you're if you're counting weapons and stuff as well. Wow, not, I was not. Oh was yeah, definitely, it. definitely up. up yeah, if you're weapons. counting weapons, it's going to be quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, counting soft kit, I'm in the five thousand dollar mark. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But real quick, guys, on the flip side. If you don't care about your head or your fingers, you can be as cheap as a thousand five hundred. Seriously. R.I.P. Some guy walked into Home Depot and all. I can make this happen. Yeah. Oh, we get those me. all the time. Oh my god! It looks People right. who everybody who thinks they can be a blacksmith and make their armor, and they were just like, I don't want to die. No. <laughs> I want to be safe and I want to be covered. Yeah. For real. Well, also, yeah. speaking of the safety part, like what what types of injuries have you sustained? Zolo, I see you you have something on your wrist. Um, yeah. I so, what what toll is this taking on the body, and how often are we doing this? Uh, we just got done with uh -oh. 
an eight yeah. week oh, run. We see it. Well, we nice. Now we have we a nice brew. Oh yeah, brews on the side yeah, here. That's just from this weekend. Can I pay you there to put it, it back on? <laughs> you what, like it. That's why. That's why the armor is good. <laughs> don't show your no, pulled groin. You don't need to see that. That was Mark. So, so what's the what's the worst injuries you guys have sustained, and what kind of tolls has it taken on your body? Oh, that'd be Captain. Captain, mine is my knee. I years ago I blew it out uh, just by training for it. Like I wasn't actually in armor, but just in training alone. Uh, I twisted wrong and my knee just popped and all my tendons just kind of disassembled themselves. My knees were, I tore my ACL, my MCL, my, like my bones were chipped. I had a cartilage flow to the front of my knee. It was, it was a mess. That ambulance slide must've been awkward. It was not. (laughs) I actually (laughs) should have probably taken an ambulance ride, but I proceeded to just pick myself up up off the ground hobble inside sit on a couch eat dinner drive home <laughs> climbed up three flights of stairs hopped in the shower rebroke my knee uh, and then uh. and then stood up <laughs> showered off called my buddy take me to the freaking hospital went down the flights of stairs and then went to the hospital it's unbelievable you were more stubborn than lucky <laughs> and he just recently blew his knee out this season what about Zach? And I didn't even scream. I was just like, well, that <laughs> happened. What, what about Zach Zello Nick? Injuries for you guys during this? Nothing? Just bruises so, for me. All right. I, I've been lucky so far. Knock on wood. I've had two concussions and uh, five stitches to my eyebrow. So that's, that's lucky. Okay. Okay. Nick, <laughs> anything for you? I don't want to say that I haven't had any major injuries because I don't want it to visit me later on you know Um, but i'm sure it probably will but i mean everything hurts you know i mean it's but that's kind of just part of being part of a combat sport Mm. you know like you're gonna have things that hurt you just have to listen to your body and you have to listen to your captain when he says not to get back in there again (laughs) you know so that's the thing we we all that's the thing i can't really talk highly enough about is this team and how much everybody tries to bring everybody up like you have us on the podcast here, but there's, I don't know, 17, 20 guys that we would consider yeah. teammates wow. that some of them don't have armor, you know, they, they don't have it yet, but they're researching it. That's why we're constantly talking about it, but we're talking about armor. We're talking about taking care of yourself mentally and physically. So we're constantly trying to motivate each other to get in the gym, work out, work on the things that we're weak on. And then when we get together, we try and work on whatever we can, you know, technique wise as well, but nothing, uh, uh, nothing could could be done without like the the amazing team that we have. Like we all bring each other up. We're always trying to help each other with that, which is awesome. Now you got the team, the commitment, the money, the the travel. Is there any kind of uh, money? What money? <laughs> the yeah. money. You, I was going to ask that. Is no, there a prize? I, is but, there a cash prize at the end? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What is the oh, incentive other than the awesome? Com- the, other than competing, what is the incentive? <laughs> what is the incentive? Uh, like being strong and knocking people out. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's very uh, what's for larger? Like you feel so good at the end of the day if you've won a lot. Even if you lost, you just feel good. You're you exhausted, but like it's all gone. All that angst and build up and people cutting you off in traffic. So, so basically, it's complete. It's complete a hobby, so it's all for the love yeah. love of it. Okay, 
Yeah, I would say that more than anything. I mean, if if we have issues, we can just solve it out on the field. Gotcha. We can swing mm-hmm. axes at each other. You know what I mean? Like there's there's not a lot of outlets you have enough. to where violence can just be a part of it. Like right. it really is. We every single person here knows we're gonna punch each other in the face at some point. We're gonna hit each other with axes. We're gonna swing giant weapons at each other. We have to trust each other to be able to do that. You know, yeah. um, and then afterwards you talk about it. You're like, hey, Zolo, he, uh, <laughs> Spartan kicked me in the stomach uh, just this weekend. Yeah. You know, oh. like that, that happened. <laughs> you know, I had a bruise in my stomach from, 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 from Zolo. Ooh, I bruised you. you. Know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, you know, stuff like that is, is something you don't really get in normal life that you do when you're around these guys. Now, with that said, it is a growing sport. Okay. Um, yeah. This is larger on the East Coast and the West Coast. Some larger teams on the sides have gyms that completely support their teams. Wow. Some of these guys are just professional fighters. They quit their day jobs to do this full time. I know that some of our goals here, it's still growing at that point. Um, Tournaments are starting to pay out. It's small at this point, but it is growing. It is getting better. So I think our goal is to go professional with this, at least some of us is, but not quite there yet. Yeah. (laughs) So we are looking Scott, for sponsors. Scott and Michael. Or do you go by Mike? Either or. Okay. Have you guys seen this in person? No, we, we, have, person. we have not no. seen this in person. No. Okay. It's completely different when you see it in person. Because you have multiple guys on my team that are 300 pounds, and then you put 100 pounds of armor on them. And when you see that clash, yeah. you hear it. Yeah. Like, if you watch any actual when videos. When you feel it. Once those first hits happen, you hear the whole crowd just go, oh, no. So everybody just, it, it, it's shocking, you know. Um, and yeah. so, so let me ask you. Send them yeah. a link for Obvi- fight. Obviously, uh, you have. Find a night to see if they can find their local team. And you guys go meet them personally. Sure. You well, that kind of leads me. I would put you in my arm. That leads me to a question like you're competing against these teams, obviously, in, in crazy combat, high intensity. But is there is there a brotherhood before and after oh, yeah. the events are done? Oh. Like, is, is that part of it, too? OK, we competed. 100%. The competition's over. Now let's party. Like, is that kind of how it works? I got this one. It's a saying in our sport. Boot hurt is love. Gotcha. That is a saying in our sport. Boot hurt is love. Like yeah, that's that's just what it is. It's straight up love, man. Because we'll beat the snot out of each other, but there's right. nothing stopping us from going to buy a beer afterwards. Exactly. Oh, good. That's good. awesome. Doing that's doing. I just did showing off a bruise and it. saying, "Good job, bro." <laughs> so like. I, I, I contacted you guys through social media. Like I watched a shit ton of the videos that were on on your Instagram. I, how have you noticed like uh, interest from? You know, I'm talking to you guys. You know, from New Jersey, Mike's in Georgia. How have you noticed interest in the sport alone and also people contacting you to learn about this? Have you just continuously seen it grow over over the years here? Yeah, it, it's been nuts. The more we do it, the more we post on social media, like the more people we start to get in contact with us. And it's sometimes it's we, <laughs> tons of people after what we've just said. <laughs> like I just I, I'm floored by it. I never thought I'd talk to this many people about armored combat, let alone just be on the podcast for it. It's to yeah. me, it's mind blowing. Mm. We just had a video on uh, TikTok hit like three million views, yeah. and like my phone's constantly going ding, 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 like through the entire freaking night. 
which it's great. It's like the first day after that, you're like, what the hell? Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What about like dating and personal life or, and whatnot? What is people's reaction like? You know, like, yeah, I, I can't go out to dinner Friday. I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I got this thing. And then they find out what this thing is. What is the reaction to that? Most of them are just shocked. Like, you really do this? Yeah. <laughs> You're nuts. They don't believe it. Yeah, they believe don't believe it until you show them that I actually do this. Like, here's videos. I imagine it's a turn on after they see it, though. After they see how, how violent it is and uh, <laughs> intense it is. I bet you it's, it's an They just want to come watch and just support it because they've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Like, football is <laughs> one thing, but, like, if. It, it's grown men beating the snot out of each other just for crowd amusement. Like, yes, fight, monkey, fight. <laughs> yeah, Mike. It was pretty great, though. Like, we, we, just, we just got off of a six-week stint of fighting every weekend at the oh. Renaissance Fair. Nice. So it was nice. like three fights a day, Saturday and Sunday. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like a but tour. It was, re- yeah. it was really neat because Zolo does a great job. He walks out, talks yeah. to the crowd all the time, loves to be in his armor, loves to have people touch him and hit him, you know. So, I mean, it's it, it's really neat to see people just come back. We have fans, you know, if you're like, oh, my son, Zolo, let my son, you know, come and be the water boy or things like that. I mean, just having – That's great. It's weird to say it, but fans of yeah. it. You know, or you see the same people. Hey, I know you. You've been here cool. three weekends in a row. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. I think is is really neat. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah, curious. we people coming back. They're not going to see, see us. Mm. Out of curiosity, have you gentlemen ever heard of the Legion of Honor Fine Arts Museum of San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> because when Scott told me no, we were interviewing Legion of Honor, that was the first thing that popped up, and I started investigating it where I had to go back to him. You guys are more interesting to them. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It, it's funny. We're, get, we're scheduling the interview and whatnot. I'm like, oh, I got this cool one, Mike. It's Legion of Honor. And then he just like the next day, he's like, is it an art museum? I'm like, no, no, no. I said, I said to him, you guys beating the shit out of each other. It's like, Michelle oh. Erickson, Wild Porcelain is a beautiful exhibit, but you guys are better. I'll throw that Yay. out there. <clears throat> Zach, Zolo, Sean, Nick, this really has been a pleasure. I love uh, hearing about it. I could probably pick your brain for another hour. We'd love to have you back on down the line, especially if you s- figure out how to come local, come to New York, New Jersey, Georgia, where Mike is. Um, we'd love thing. to come on out and, and hang with you guys and, and see what it's all about. But uh, if people want to go check this out, they're interested either in the sport or they just want to see what the hell these guys are talking about. Where's the best place to visit? Oh, gosh. Go ahead, Zach. You know all our social yeah, media. Sounds good. Yeah. So, finding a team across the country, we're going to go to nightfinder.com. It is a map of the United States. Find your local team, their social media. It is great. If you want to come find us in St. Louis, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram. Don't go on Instagram. There's fanfics. Please don't go there. I lied. Um, <laughs> go there. Go there. Everything else, uh, legionofhonor.stl. That's our tag for everywhere. So Legion of Honor, STL, come find us, come follow us, come love us. <laughs> Last question. Like, when you guys are not doing this, um, do you, like, like, do you ever just get together for the watch football or something? Or do you just like, oh, is it is this just a pure obsession? Like, you just can't wait for the next fight. Is, is this all-encompassing at this point? Why not both? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you sit, yeah. Ar- sit sit around in your armor cheering on the uh, <laughs> cheering on the team. We did a Carolina Carnage watch one year, and that was pretty fun. And this weekend, we're going to be doing a uh, 
potluck end of season. Oh, next weekend we're gonna do in a potluck kind of team. Just hang out, drink some beer, eat some food, go over films, wear armor. Yeah, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Things are pretty much just edge. Edge weapons and armor for me. So yeah, <laughs> you have a different kind of edging. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nick, Sean, uh, Zolo, and Zach. Thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate you you coming on and explaining your sport and sharing your passion with us. Uh, we had a lot of fun tonight. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank we you. appreciate it. Mm. The Legion of Honor, Mike. The Legion of Honor. Yeah. Next week. We'll get the museum. I, I'm fully ready <laughs> for that interview. I had no clue what to ask tonight. That 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 literally made me laugh out loud. You're like, are we doing an art museum? And like, why is he like? I pictured in your head. You're like, why is he like? This is really cool. Like, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is he excited? Like, like Rembrandt there? No, I don't understand. I would interview the art museum, but um, <laughs> no, this is a little bit more. They were a little bit more um, our speed there, our uh, our lane that we uh, we like to mm. pretty much visit, and then we offshoot. I like to think. Um, would you? Um, wh- what would it take? Would you step in? and put on a suit of armor if there was like an amateur like okay so if they said like okay so i don't know me and you got to got to put on armor and hit each other with with the the blunt swords and not and whatnot would you would you do it for the experience or is that something you'd be like nah i'm not doing that an amateur yeah like nobody with any like previous skill and not like yeah, I used to be uh, running back in the XFL. Now I do this, and all this is my first time. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of things. Yeah, if I was just like same build, same height, kind of thing. All right, we'll put it on. I bet you that's see what, how I, hard we're going to smack each other and go from there. I bet you that's what Ray Rice is up to right now. He's in Legion Legion of Honor, uh, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this is an intergender? No, damn. What happened to that? Like, I haven't heard anything from that guy. Like, oh, know. he fell off the plane. The second that, like, he was so sad when uh, the league was like, "Yep, yeah, there was two games, three games, something, something absurd like that." Yeah, and the week before he's coming back, that TMZ video came out. Of yeah, the yeah, elevator where he he just like he Mike Tyson, <laughs> his I, girlfriend or wife or whoever it was, and I know, yeah, I know. It was over. I'm just saying, like, you don't even hear anything. Like, you know, like, Chris Brown, still a a very popular recording artist, and he beat the hell out of Rihanna and whoever else, but nothing from from Ray Rice. He hasn't appeared anywhere else. You can do, like, an independent album. You can't just say, I have an independent football league (laughs) that I happen to be the star running back in. Well, you could, and we'd probably have him on the show. Uh, oh, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, when, we were, when my son walked in right before that interview, um, I literally, like, we don't do a ton of video here, but if you, there's, like, a door, right, that enters the little office area that I record out of, and I just see this white, pasty figure, because, you know, I'm a pasty man, as is, is my wife. Um, no surprise, our kid is also a pasty man. Um, just appear at the door and the door slowly creep open and then his little head just like pop in pop out pop in pop and then he he's he's tired as hell it's it's two hours past his bedtime and (laughs) just kind of like lurches in waddling towards me with a smile like 
you know that feeling when you get scared for a second? You're like, <gasps> like it takes your breath away for like one second. <laughs> that that was me oh, for like thirty seconds there. Like I was, I couldn't figure out what was going on as I was introducing the Legion of Honor. And even as I was, I saw it in the background myself. I'm like, ah, that's Alex. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know, this house is a hundred years old, and I'm like, uh, we always joke, like, oh, it's definitely haunted. I'm like, oh, here we go, um, episode four, something of the podcast. Yeah, the, the, the ghost has appeared. Oh, look, it's your son in the uh, outdoor window <laughs> with a hockey mask on. How adorable! Shay, put the chainsaw down, please. Put the. Ch- <laughs> uh, it's not a toy. It's not a toy. Um, Mike, you. Uh, you got to be, you know, you've had a rough, rough month or so, but you got, you got to be on cloud nine there with your, with your baseball team there. I'm pretty stoked. Uh, I said the same thing to anybody who like quite, I, I don't like to, I'm, I follow my Phillies. I do everything, but I never want to put out a bandwagon thing. Cause I, I always tell people the same thing And they were 22 and 29 and they fired Girardi. I said, Okay, I understand, but this ain't going to do anything to the team. Uh-huh. When they um, came out of the All-Star break, got swept by the deplorable Chicago Cubs, and we were always, like, barely ahead of, like, Milwaukee. I said for a while, I'm like, you know, if we make the playoffs, it could be, like, worse than not making the playoffs because if we make the playoffs, we'll probably get smacked in the first round, and we're going to say, oh, we're so close and do stupid moves. Mm-hmm. And just screw up next year's team and all. So I almost almost root for like not making the playoffs. Right. And then I I do not know what to say. Like every guy just went to playoffs and just like, all right, I'm showing up. Yeah. And yeah. Just smacking everybody. I mean, I already know you guys are winning. You I, I can show you a text message uh that I sent someone Maybe a week and a half ago, I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, Giants, I mean, um, the Mets are out. I'm like, uh, all, all that's left is the damn Yankees and the Astros who are not fun to root for. And goddamn it, the Phillies are going to win the World Series. <laughs> so um, it's just one of those, like, one of those uh, team gets hot at the right time kind of things as you're holding up Phillies Monopoly. Yeah, uh, get that out of my face. Eight World Series Phillies Monopoly. Now I'm going to have to get another one. If they win it, Scott, this is my October can't get any worse. So the Padres were the team I was going to root for just because their fans have never had one, right? They've never had one? Uh, they do not have one. They've yep. been there, but they've yep. never won one. Yeah. So I was going to root for them. And I didn't want to root for the Astros, you know. They got the whole cheating scandal thing and whatnot. But now I got now I got to root for the Strohs. And it's been really fun watching the Nationals come out of nowhere and win the World Series. The Braves win the World Series. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are going to win the World Series. The Marlins are probably going to win it next year. And the Mets are just going to keep figuring out a way to uh, stink up the joint when it, when it, when at least when it most matters, I should say. But um, I, I actually went through this entire year as I was talking to my wife. She kept on saying, "We're going to choke." I'm like, no, you don't understand. You actually got a team. You're not like my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can yeah. we'll, we'll give up seven run leans in the ninth to your team. There's no possible way your team could fail. My team is going to fail. Yeah. Uh, bad <laughs> husband. What can I tell you? So we know um, we, we've heard stories of Philly 
already greasing up the poles, uh, trying to keep people <laughs> people from their rock. Uh, light poles, if you're wondering. Yeah, yeah. Light poles. Well, we, probably both. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, we know they are a raucous fan base. Um, uh, we know they do some insane things like eat 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 horse shit, uh, jump mm-hmm. off roofs, things like that. Yep. Uh, we've heard the booing Santa Claus and the Philly fan, you know, Eagles fans. Um, you know, a lot of weird things go on in, in Philadelphia. You might you might call them like the Florida of the Northeast, possibly. At least the sports fans. <laughs> I think the regular city is kind of normal. Oh, but. Are you sure about that? Uh, <laughs> I feel a bit coming on. Well, Mike, I'll wait. I um I have looked up some arrests that have gone on in the beautiful city of Philadelphia and in the state of Florida, and Ooh. I was wondering if you would be able to determine which ones are from Philly and which ones are from Florida. Now, okay. Now, if you can get four in a row, the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Oh, if you can't, it's going to go to Houston. Oh, no, <laughs> I don't want that. So what we're going to do, we'll probably do about, we'll do about 10 here. Um, okay. See if you can get four in a row and we'll do 10 anyway, even if you get four in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Mike, are you ready? Let's do it, man. All right. Um, so the only thing that's going to be hard for me is not Same saying city. the word Florida or Philly in these stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to start here. Dylan Shane Webb, 23 years old, was arrested for refusing to remove a sticker on his car that read, I eat ass. <laughs> the charges were later dropped after he argued that he was protected by the First Amendment. No buts about it. <laughs> Mike, did this happen? Did I eat ass happen in Florida or Philadelphia? Yeah, Florida's got more like juicy ass down there to eat, so that I want to lean there. And it's it seems like that is more of a Florida thing, so I'm gonna say Florida. Mike, the Phillies are up one oh right now. They're they're up one oh that Dylan Shane Webb uh from Columbia County in uh in Florida. In Florida. Ass eating capital of the world, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They really want to change that title. Yeah. But. <laughs> all right. All right. An elderly man with a twisted castration obsession was busted for allegedly performing an at-home surgery on another guy who he met on the dark web fetish site. Cop set. Uh, a dark web fetish site. Van Ryswick. You want to guess how old this guy is? 84. Not bad. 74. Um, okay. Allegedly admitted he screwed up the back alley surgery at his home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the heart is over there. <laughs> is my face red with your blood? Yeah. Um, Castration obsession. What is that about? <clears throat> uh, this world. I, I don't know what it's coming to. Um... I'm going to go Philly on that one. Let's go Philly. All right, Mike. Altuve hit one in the ninth. Mm. Take the Astros home. That is Florida. That is Florida. Mm. 
um, in in Sebring, Florida, for all our fans in uh, in Sebring, yeah, of out there, watch out for Van Ricewick, uh the, the twisted castration man. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> he says he needs a lift home. You don't listen to him, okay, kids? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. 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 On my next one. All right. Man tries to evade arrest by cartwheeling away from the cops. <laughs> Video footage shows, uh, we'll call him Mr. Smith, wiggling out of a cop's grasp and launching into a cartwheel outside of a shop in Orlando. The nimble escape artist was later charged with battery of an officer. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if Orlando's in Philadelphia. Ah. Oh. Uh, okay, I'll guess Florida. What the heck? <laughs> oh, man. All right. See, I knew I would botch one eventually. Yeah. Uh, That's why when I do Don't Blame It on Florida, I edit out the names beforehand. <laughs> you have experience, more experience, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess, doing this. All right, yeah, Mike. Wild pitch. Yep. We took that one from Verlander. Weird, weird balk call. You, you want, yeah. you want, it, it's 2-1. We got to get four in a row here, okay? Oh. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Man insists syringes pulled from rectum aren't his. <laughs> After getting hauled into jail on marijuana charges, uh, Wesley Scott allegedly pulled three syringes from his rump during a strip search. Asked why he had done that, uh, why he had the needle, Scott ex- uh, claimed they belonged to someone else. I think I somewhat remember this story. You know, you know, during uh, watching Nickelodeon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Florida again, Mike. You're getting close to World Series title here. You're getting to- mm. close to World Series title. That is Florida. That is Florida. Um, no surprise, but not not your not your boys in Philly down there doing no, acting no. up like that. No. We show our syringes with pride. We don't shove it up our butts. <laughs> well, Mike. It only is appropriate that the next story on my list involves zebras. <laughs> Whether it's the bull that broke free from the slaughterhouse or peacocks that busted at a zoo, there's something about escaped animal stories that captivates this town with fear and glee and kind of like Dickens Village. I don't know what that means. In 2015, a pair of zebras escaped from the circus outside of this center and went on a jaunt, leaving confused motorists in their wake. I believe that was Philadelphia, my friend. Mike, you won the World Series. See, see it, it's just, you won the World Series. That, that is Philadelphia. The <laughs> Phillies are going to win. I told you they're going to win. They're going to win. You just secured it here on Verbal Shenanigans. Enjoy your championship. Uh, this this stinks for me. This stinks for me. Watching watching the NL East just just absolutely win out of nowhere every single time. But Mike, we'll do a couple more just for fun here. Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's see. An unsuspecting woman woman was hit in the face by a five pound catfish that fell out of the scar near the sky near the art museum. In this place, 
Uh, there's, I don't know many art museums in Florida, so I'm going to go with Philly. <laughs> I like your reasoning. Mike, you're on fire. That's five in a row for you. Mm. Actually, good. that was four in a row. Oh, I got the second one wrong, but I still got the World oh, Series. You so. got the World <laughs> Yeah, we already got the parade. We don't care. Yeah, this is a bit I probably should have came up with different rules just in case. So it had a more climactic ending. But, you know, it's okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, A man was busted feeding iguanas. Uh, No, that one's going to get away. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Why did these all change to mostly gator stories? Um, Right. I don't think the Philadelphia's had the swamps there, there, buddy. <laughs> um, okay. Back on that. I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. This is out on my bottom. All right. So, if there's one story that made the entire state um, in 2014, the tale of the dairy deviant, the dairy deviant, Mike, the mm. Swiss cheese pervert. The Swiss Ooh. cheese pervert. Um, I know you were you were pining for that title, but someone got it before you. Um, yeah, I told my wife we shouldn't have moved. The the lactose lover drove around dangling a piece of Swiss cheese and a piece of himself to women in the city section, asking that they perform a sexual act on him with a slice of Swiss. <laughs> It would sound like a Florida thing, but with the city sender, I think that's Philadelphia. Mike, is you're untouchable. You're untouchable right now. I'm like that man's cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that cheese is definitely untouchable. Um, <laughs> all right. In 2011, a British tourist died from an illegal buttocks injection of low-grade liquid silicone at an airport hotel at the hands of a gothic hip-hop artist, Paige Victoria Winslow, a transgender woman who called herself the Black Madam and the Michelangelo of buttocks injections. If that were at all, it would be enough, but uh, this is where the case got stranger. Winslow remained free for more than a year as authorities awaited the British tourist toxicology results. Um, knowing full well she was a suspect um, in the death investigation, Winslow continued holding butt-pumping parties where she injected people with low-grade liquid silicone. The funny thing is, as you kept Paige Victoria Winslow, I keep on thinking of the Winslow family on Family Matters, and I just... It's like, they're going to cancel the show. No, no, we got a story. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy, what are you doing? Did I do that? (laughs) Steve, your silicone machine is acting up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (coughs) I'm going to guess Florida on that one. Ooh, you finally you finally missed one, Mike. That is uh, your friends in Philadelphia. Ah, uh, the Black ooh. Madam just injecting butts left and right, uh, making mistakes everywhere. Um, just don't trust her. Don't trust her. There's large moons and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, um, this one this one definitely can go anyway. Uh, this. Uh, this place has an ability to throw parties. Weirder the better. Uh, we pretty, you know, in 2016, uh, 
a dumpster pool party was thrown where residents turned a dumpster into a swimming pool complete with floaties and a pap sign. Uh, with the rest of the country was highly amused by the trashy hijinks. Hijinks. The city thought it was total rubbish and setting basic common sense and the illegal use of a fire hydrant revoked the block's party privileges. Mm. Mm. So hearing fire hydrant, I'm leaning Philly. Yep. Leaning Philly on that one, but I could definitely be something from Florida. Considering it was their paps, it's more Florida. I'm going Philly. I'm going Philly. Philly, it is, Mike. A good, yeah. Nothing like a dump. Yeah. Nothing like a dumpster pool party down in uh in, in Philly there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, let's just do like two more. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, Everett Legs, every Everett Legs was arrested outside of a strip club for repeatedly calling the emergency line to report that the club owner had refused to let his kitty into the jiggle joint, deputies said. So he called 911 after his kitten was denied entry into the strip club. <laughs> Are you sure that's not an episode of It's Always Funny? That sounds, like- that sounds great. Frank, <laughs> Frank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to bring the pussy in there. <laughs> um, uh, that seems a little too low key for us Philadelphians, so I'm going to go with Florida. Wow, very good, Mike. Very good. You are amazing at this. Okay, mm. um, let's go one more and a whole bunch on my list. Let's do okay. So, uh, have you heard of Hitchbot? Hitchbot. I can't say I have, Scotty. Hitchbot was a Canadian robot. Okay. Um, I already know where I'm going to say Philly before you end the story, but continue the story. (laughs) I remember this very distinctly. Okay. The hitchhike, or I'll just read it. This makes it easier for me. The hitchhiking Canadian robot was beheaded on the streets in Philadelphia in 2015. Philadelphians quickly realized it will be the only city to survive an eventual robotic uprising, and we're not letting any Patriots fans in. Hitchbot was created in Toronto and began his U.S. journey in Salem, Massachusetts, with the goal of making it to San Francisco. See, I, I hear this, and this would be like a guest we'd get on. Did you create Hitchbot, yeah. you know? Uh, he depended on the kindness of strangers to take him with them on the road, which is how he ended up in Philly after two weeks. To this day, the motive behind his death and killer, Mike, remains unknown, though. There is no... Uh, nobody knows who beheaded Hitchbot. I figured there would be a camera in this thing so they could have caught the guy, you know? <laughs> Some guy at Geno Steak and all just like just slapping him with a baseball bat and all because uh, Ben Simmons fouled out in a Sixers game, something like that. <laughs> uh, real quick, Mike, let's just do a Florida story. Uh, maybe this happened while you were there. Brian Sherman, 51, was accused of cupping a Disney princess right breast at the Magic Kingdom for three to four seconds um, during a photo op. So, you know, you pay for those photo ops. Do you ever think of just, uh, you know, caressing Belle's booby or anything like that? 
I mean, it would get me back there for once and all. The wife keeps on wondering, like, what would it take to get another season pass? I mean, if, like, <laughs> Disney was offering that with the Disney Genie Plus, okay. Yeah, you, you pay the princess booby package you, uh, you can yeah. sign up for. Um, all right. Good job, Mike. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking a week and a half from now and the Phillies are marching down Philly. The only thing I will look forward to is the ridiculous videos that will come out the days after the parade. Um, as who knows? I mean, last time the Eagle, when the Eagles won, it was eating shit, eating horse shit. Um, so um, they yeah, can, and how do you top that? I mean, the scary thing you look at it is the the MLS team, the Union, they're in the conference championship game. The Phillies are in the World Series. The Eagles are six and zero. I'm not sure the city can survive three separate parades in that city. No, oh, no, no. The people are definitely in that. There's gonna be dumpster parties everywhere. Yeah. There's gonna they're gonna release Black Madam from prison. And be like free butt injections for He's, the parade. <laughs> Doctor Oz, if you want to win that vote coming up. Find a way for one of them to clinch a title. The city will be blown up, and you're going to have some more votes in the counties, okay? <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Great episode. Good to be back. Uh, I want to thank the Legion of Honor for uh, coming on, and uh, hopefully you guys can go check them out at your local Ren Fair or wherever else they're, um, they're beating the hell out of each other. Mike, anything to promote before we get out of here? I'm going to promote a, a buddy of the show, uh, a comedy friend of ours, John Trumbull. He's uh, going through a little rough patch uh, where he's uh, trying to obtain more work and he's trying to avoid getting evicted. If uh, it's in your hearts, uh, go on GoFundMe.com and look up Help John Trumbull. That's T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L. Avoid eviction. Uh, great friend. Uh he also does the SNL pod, uh, SNL Nerds podcast. Check that out. And he was the winner of Win, Burr, Lose, or Draw, even though he wasn't initially in the invitation and he showed up that night. <laughs> he, he did replace someone uh, last minute. So, uh, yeah, go help John out there. He's a good guy. He also did... Um caricatures um which i'm sure you if you if you're interested in getting a piece of art done i'm sure he would uh you can commission him to do that so john is a good guy i'm going to promote a good friend of the show who we're looking to get back on uh relatively soon that is howard Berger. um he is a makeup effects artist who has worked with the likes of greg nicotero um he did uh narnia i mean you look up his resume it's endless but they just put out a book uh, the Masters of Makeup Effects, A Century of Practical Magic. Uh, Tammy Lane, who is another guest on our show, was involved in the book. Uh, Howard's there, and it's just a really cool book for people who are into like movie effects and horror movies and aliens and sci-fi and, and uh, fantasy kind of stuff. So, And just uh, the, the makeup and, and things behind uh, behind the scenes and whatnot. So um, that is Howard Berger. Go check him out on Instagram at hoops511. So, other than that, guys, um, I want to thank you for listening. Please keep subscribing. Please keep checking us out. Um, if you want to help us out, uh, go to Crowd Ultra and try to vote for us in the podcast awards. There's so many categories I think we could fit in. Unique guest of the year, podcast of the year, uh, funny podcast of the year, whatever you uh, think we might fit. But uh, other than that, guys, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back.
and contact us on Twitter to tell us your side horse stories. Side horse? <laughs> <laughs>